0: Hey, welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius Podcast, where winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football league. Happy Monday to everybody out there. Hopefully you're either winning, have won, or you're going to have a shot of winning your week five matchups. NFL season has begun the second quarter of the NFL season. We're seeing the uh, data from this current season being able to use for our data that we take throughout the season to make our decisions of starting and sitting players. No longer need to use past data. We can use the current data that we're seeing in the 2018 season. And with the upcoming game on Monday night here, we're seeing the Washington Redskins heading to New Orleans. Hopefully you have some players in this matchup because it should be a shootout. If you do or don't, Hope you're either winning, have one, or going to win your games from this past weekend and help you look forward to the upcoming week, week six, give you some waiver wire options. So today on the podcast, we're going to do a little recap of the big injuries from this past Sunday, players that we saw miss time before the game started, players that we saw go out in the games, and what we're going to look at moving forward with those such players. Um, if anybody's going to be missing time, and so on and so forth. We're also going to look at some waiver wire options in your season-long leagues. If you have a need, unless you have, if you have a Fournette, if you have a player that's out, what kind of players are you looking at picking up? i got a few options that we can give you. It's a premium article, but I'll give you some free options here on the podcast. We're going to talk about some a few things that we learned from Sunday's games, and we're going to close out the podcast on how to handle the mega Slate over on DraftKings and FanDuel, both sites having a top prize of two hundred fifty thousand dollars for nine or ten dollars. That's a great return on your investment if you can win. Again, it's it's like a lottery ticket, but it's a gamble that I love to take. I love the little uh, Mega One game slates over there on both sites, and maybe we can try to hit the nuts tonight and take home that first place prize. So let's go on ahead and jump right into the podcast. Let's talk about some injuries that uh, we saw in week five. Players that missed the game going into the week that we knew we were going to miss. We saw T.Y. Hilton sit out with his hamstring injury. Leonard Fournette, a hamstring injury himself. Dalvin Cook, a third player with the hamstring. Hamstring is a common theme here. And if you have one of those three players, you cannot like it moving forward. Those hamstring injuries are tough to Handle, just you don't know when those are going to um, have, have a, uh, a reaction to those. You may be 100% healthy on that, and those hamstrings pop, and you're obviously sitting out. Leonard Fournette being the big name. We've seen Leonard Fournette miss two games and only play a couple quarters of this early season. As a Fournette owner, I'm a little worried moving forward with Fournette just because of that hamstring injury. Those are tricky injuries to handle. We also saw Lamar Miller, he, even though he was active in the Sunday night game, he did not play a snap. Got to wonder about his health moving forward. That makes one of my um, little clue here. I have a running back uh, waiver wire pickup that is going to be possibly a steal in your season long that you might want to look at, especially if you're a Lamar Miller owner. Greg Olson missed another week, but it sounds like he's getting closer and closer to possibly returning with that foot injury. I'm going to be playing it as a wait-and-see, personally, uh, myself, for him. Even if he is active this week, next week, whenever that is, I probably won't play him that week. Um, If I have the space on my team, I'm obviously stashing him if someone dropped him. But I'm not going to make a rush over to the waiver wire to pick up Olsen just because I have no idea how that injury is going to affect him moving forward. And if I do have him, I definitely will not be starting him that first week because you just don't know about that foot injury if he's going to re-hurt it in-game and all of a sudden you're missing a star player early something we've seen with Leonard Fournette um, plenty this uh, uh, current season we saw Geronimo Allison and Randall Cobb two of uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, top targets there in Green Bay missed this past weekend didn't matter with Rodgers Rodgers threw and did what Rodgers does best get stats even though the Packers lost he got his own stats and in fantasy football that's what we're looking for we're looking for stats we're looking for points selfishly that's what we look at as fantasy football owners o j Howard and Evan Ingram, a couple tight ends that were out this week, and looks like ingram 's a little closer, but it seems like the, um, he may still miss a couple weeks. He was looking at two to four week injury o j Howard sounds like he 's going to miss multiple weeks with the bye week this past week i 'm guessing he 's going to miss at least the next two weeks personally there in Tampa Bay, and we saw Giov- Giovanni Bernard miss just as Joe Mixon was returning to the football field with his own injury for the Cincinnati Bengals. In-game injuries that we saw in week 5, yes that's right, it's another week, another group of big injuries. Seems like every week is a normal thing to see big name players go down with injuries. It's a collision game, it's a sport that is very physical and we see players go down more and more. And with the new rules and with everything going on, they are definitely more careful on when they allow players to get back on the football field, especially with concussions. There's a lot of stuff you have to go into. For the player's safety, I love it. But for a fantasy football owner, it's kind of frustrating to see your players go down. But once again, safety is first when it comes to these NFL players. And I'd rather them be safe than for my fantasy football team to win. Of course, I want to win, but safety is the number one priority Even as a fantasy football owner, I want all these players to be safe and have a better life after football and not have to worry about what happens after their careers are over. We saw Saquon Barkley go down with a knee injury. He didn't miss any time. It was the last touchdown of the Giants' offensive series before they eventually would lose to the Carolina Panthers. But as he leaped into the end zone for that touchdown, we saw him tweak that knee. He was seen limping on the sideline. Sounds like he's going to have a questionable tag for the upcoming Week 6 matchup. Hopefully, Saquon Barkley is able to play. That's a big-name player that we don't want to see. We're already seeing a bunch of big-name players out. And hopefully we don't have to worry about that injury moving forward. Have to definitely keep an eye on Barkley um, this upcoming week. Thursday is going to be a big day to see what his name looks like on the injury report. We saw Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup of the Los Angeles Rams both go down with concussions. Both will have to clear the NFL's protocol for concussions before they get back on the practice field. And with a matchup at the Denver Broncos, you know they both want to be on the field so they can go up against that defense that has given up big chunks of yards to most teams this NFL season. We saw Matt Bright of the San Francisco 49ers go down with an ankle injury. X-ray, X-rays came back negative, and it wasn't as serious as they first thought it might have been. But it sounds like Bright is a very questionable player this upcoming week. If I'm the San Francisco 49ers, I'm likely to keep him out just to make sure that ankle doesn't have a, any um, uh, major injuries moving forward and let him sit out a game or two to make sure that he is fine for the uh, stretch run of the NFL season. If that's the case, if you're a Breda Breda owner, Alfred Morris is definitely a pickup that you might want to look at possibly picking up. Uh, We saw Rashard Higgins the Cleveland Browns. The young wide receiver leave during the second half of Sunday's game with a knee injury. That's an injury that is tough because it looked like Higgins was starting to show chemistry with um, Baker Mayfield. Him and Jarvis Landry looked nice in the Cleveland Browns. Um, add that to the other young receiver there in Cleveland in Antonio Callaway. And the Browns have shown that they have some pretty nice talent there on the offensive side of the ball. But Higgins with that knee injury is likely going to carry a questionable tag moving forward this upcoming week. And we saw the Jags lose yet another running back. Already down Leonard Fournette with a hamstring injury. Corey Grant, who's the third stringer but was the backup yesterday to TJ Yeldon, went down with a... Liz Frank injury and will miss the rest of the season. Another running back for the Jags out. And if Leonard Fournette is unable to go in week six, the Jags will be down to T.J. Yeldon and likely have to call somebody up from the practice squad or sign a veteran off the waivers. Um, It's definitely something you want to keep an eye on to see who they bring in. The Jags are an interesting team because they are the ones that whenever Fournette seems like he's playing TJ Yeldon gets plenty of stats because Fournette goes down. But whenever Yeldon is the man in in charge there in Jacksonville, he doesn't seem to get the stats that you would think it would be. The Jags seem to be a frustrating ground game. And as a Fournette owner, I'm frustrated just because I can't get my star player out on the football field. And Grant is just another player to go down in that uh, Jags backfield this early 2018 season. Of all those injuries, I think I'm most concerned about the Brandon Cooks and Cup just because they're concussions. Um, We'll likely see come Thursday or Friday if they have not cleared the protocol. I'm guessing they probably won't play in week six if that's the case. You, you want to see your players get on the field before Saturday to make sure they're on the football field. But like I said, they're going to have to clear the protocol for the NFL for that concussion before they can get back on the practice squad. I mean, practice field. That means cook, Cooks and Cups are two of the ones that I'm worried about the most. And um, as I said last week with Fournette, selfishly I'm hoping Fournette sits out for multiple games, trying to get that hamstring to be 100% before he gets back in the field. I don't want to have to have to worry about another early season exit or early game exit. I'm sorry, um, with Fournette, like we've seen uh, through the first first five weeks, we've seen Fournette play pretty much just a couple quarters and miss the rest of the time. And as a first round draft pick, it's been tough. Likely, if you have Fournette, you're sitting at an under 500, maybe even a one and four or soon to be 0 oh and five season. Hopefully, you're not sitting that way. But when you lose a first round draft pick. Um, it's tough to bounce back, especially with uh, a player that you rely on so much in fantasy football. If you are a Fournette owner, or if you're a Dalvin Cook owner, or you're an in, one of these injuries that you suffered this past weekend or over the last couple weeks, few players that I'm looking at for the waiver wire options. Again, every week I send out an article called Monday Morning Water Cooler. It's a premium article, five dollars a week, twenty nine ninety nine for the season. Gets you um, everything we offer on the. The website that 's the premium articles for that five dollars or twenty nine ninety nine for the season, and the Monday morning water cooler gives you injuries that happened gives you waiver wire pickups gives you players that are droppable in your league and also talks about streaming defenses and streaming quarterbacks. Few of the waiver wire pickups that i 'm looking at this week are Dante Foreman of the Houston Texans with Lamar Miller suffering with his injury and being a healthy, active, quote-unquote healthy. Um, obviously, he probably wasn't healthy. He was probably just there for an emergency role. Um, with Miller having that injury and having an, a past History of injuries. I think Foreman is a player that could be a uh, a solid pickup for you if you have the spot to st- uh, stash him. Don't know if he's going to be back and um, when he's going to be back, but he's uh, sounds like he's getting closer and closer to be coming back on on the football field. And if he gets back on the field and Miller misses time, Foreman's a player that possibly could take that starting role and never give up that starting role. He's a player that I'm looking at in the running back position. Another running back that I'm looking at is Austin Eckler. Right now, I think he's a borderline flex play, and if for some reason we see Melvin go down with an injury, which isn't out of the question because, it is like I said, it is the NFL, we see injuries all the time, Eckler would become an instant starting option in fantasy football and a great option because he is showing, even as a backup, he needs to get on the field more often there in Los Angeles for the Chargers. Had a 41-yard touchdown reception yesterday proving week by week that he needs to be on the football field more and more. And if he would ever become the starter there because of an injury to Melvin Gordon, he would be an instant great pickup for whoever was able to pick him up. So if he's available in your league, look at Eckler if you have the roster spot. A couple wide receivers that I'm looking at possibly picking up are the Green Bay Packers, Marquez, Valdez, Skatling, with both Allison and Cobb out yesterday. Scantling um, saw the most snaps. He actually played more snaps than did Devontae Adams. Scantling showed that he can um, be a trustworthy player for Aaron Rodgers and even got in the end zone yesterday for Mr. Rodgers. I think moving forward with the injuries um, that the Green Bay Packers have, Scantling could be a goldmine of a pickup for you in your season-long leagues. I'm also looking at um, one of the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, wide receivers, And his name is Mr. D.D. Westbrook. I still think D.D. Westbrook is the better option there in Jacksonville. Um, A lot of people are going to probably flock to Keelan Cole, but I think D.D. Westbrook for upside is my preferred option there. Dante Moncrief is getting plenty of looks there in Jacksonville. Had plenty of targets yesterday, and D.D. Westbrook didn't do much with what he did yesterday. But I think he is the better of the three there in Jacksonville. And if they're going to fall behind, and Mr. Garbage Time himself, Mr. Um, uh, Blake Bortles, I think D.D. Westbrook is a player that could um, have some impact for football fantasy football teams moving forward. If you are a streaming quarterback fantasy football owner... You can look at Andy Dalton against the Pittsburgh Steelers or Jameis Winston against the Atlanta Falcons for Week 6. If you stream a defense, look at the Houston Texans taking on the Buffalo Bills. Whenever the Bills are on the schedule, I always look at the defense they're playing. If the Houston Texans are available in your league, pick them up. They most likely will be the number one option this week in fantasy football against that inept offense there in Buffalo. If you need a name to drop in your season-long league, um, look at Jamal Williams with Aaron Jones um, back from his suspension. He's going to be getting more and more play there in that Green Bay offense, and I think Jamal Williams is going to get less and less. He's a safe player to drop if you need the space. Um, You can also look at either of the Tennessee options. I'm not liking either option there in Tennessee. The Tennessee Titans' um, the backfield is kind of a mess. You just don't know who's going to get it every, from week to week. And I don't want to have the headache of Derrick Henry or Deion Lewis trying to decide which one of those running backs is going to have the bigger impact for the upcoming week. If you can afford the spot and you need the space to uh, pick someone else up, feel free to drop Henry or Lewis or Jamal Williams if you need the space. Again, my dropable players are not players that I think you should drop no matter what. They're just players that I feel comfortable to drop if you need the roster space or you have a need on your fantasy football team. You can feel free to drop those players and not feel horrible about it. Next, let's look at some of the things that we learned from week five um, on Thursday and on Sunday. One thing that I looked at was Andrew Luck. Um, Going into the season, we were wondering What that arm strength was going to be like, was he going to be able to return to that quarterback one status, I think the game against the New England Patriots, especially the second half of that game, I think we've realized that Andrew Luck can still throw the ball, threw it nearly 60 times, had over 350 yards, and threw three touchdowns, I think Luck is safe to say that injury is no longer a concern, and we can consider him a low-end quarterback one, and especially if the matchup is right a player that we can start on a weekly basis and feel comfortable in doing so. Looking at the Denver Broncos in years past, and especially with me being a Broncos fan, it's frustrating to see it, but I think we can safely say that defense is no longer that elite defense that we are accustomed to seeing over the last few years. There was a time that this defense was a team that you did not want to face any offensive players against. That time is no longer there with DeMarcus Ware, with Talib with Aqib Tlaib, with T.J. Ward gone. There's no leadership there on that side of the ball. Von Miller is great as a pass rusher, one of the best players in the NFL, but the leadership is just not what you would think that you would want from your star player. He just isn't that leader that you uh, that you saw out of DeMarcus Ware. Doesn't take anything away from who Von Miller is as a, as a player or a leader himself. He just isn't that, that kind of a leader, um, a leader that you want on the football field that, you, that we saw out of DeMarcus Ware. And, and I think the Broncos are starting to realize that maybe Aqib Tlaib, sure he was a headache at times, the chain-snapping um, player that he was there in that secondary, but I think with a player like that, you needed that kind of swag from your players on defense. And the Denver Broncos just don't have that kind of swag from anybody on that side of the ball. You, you don't have that attitude that you used to have in Denver. And I think moving forward, I think we can look at offenses going into Denver or on the road and realize that you're going to get production and a lot of it out of those players. The Jets had two plays of 75-plus, both uh, times where they reached the end zone, once on the ground, once on, through the air. 75-plus yard touchdown plays are unacceptable in the NFL, and the Broncos gave up two of them yesterday. And, oh, by the way, they have the video game offense of the Los Angeles Rams coming town. Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, and that trio of wide receivers there in Los Angeles are going to be coming into the mile high and um, likely lighting up the scoreboard against this this uh defense that have shown early in twenty eighteen that they can give up big play big plays and big plays in bunches. We also see that the Cleveland Browns are starting to turn that corner not winning a game last year has turned into through the first five games sitting at two, two and one, and honestly could be sitting at the 4-1 or 5-0 and oh, if the ball bounced their way in um, the two losses and the one tie that they had, they could be sitting at 4-1, and 5-0, and oh. but as it is now, they are sitting at 2-2 two, two and 1, that's two more wins than they had l- the entire season last year, and we're only five games into the season, congrats to the Browns finally getting to the win column last week, and following up with the finally getting a win on a Sunday for the first time in seems like years that the Browns were able to get a victory on Sunday. Baker Mayfield believes looks like he is the guy that the uh, Browns wanted, and that decision was an excellent one. He has shown that he is a leader on the football field for that offense, and that offense does have some weapons. And even the, the other side of the ball, the Browns on defense held the Ravens to nine points in that victory yesterday and proving that they have big play potential. They are a streaming defense that you can look forward to if the matchup is right. We're also seeing that the Houston Texans, quarterback Deshaun Watson, if he's not careful, may not make it to the halfway point this season. Took some huge hits yesterday against the Cowboys. Hits that caused him to get up slowly. Looks like he's probably going to wake up this morning very sore very banged up hopefully he can change that way he plays on the football field hopefully the coaching staff can put in plays that can make their quarterback not get killed on the football field over and over again just seems like the cowboys drilled him numerous times last night and if deshaun watson isn't careful If he doesn't get rid of the ball early, if he doesn't get out of bounds, if he doesn't get down more often, Watson may not make it to the midway point of the 2018 season. Let's not forget that last year um, during practice he tore his ACL and he was out for the year um, last year and didn't make it to the halfway point. This year if he's not careful, he's going to get knocked out of a game and missed the second half of the year as well. Hopefully as a Watson owner and just a fan of watching him on the football field, he can get a little more smarter as um, what he does with the football He's a he's an electric player to watch, but I think he needs to learn to get down a little more, learn to throw the ball away, and live to play another day, or else he is going to miss time, and that's the thing you don't want to have happen if you're an owner of his, or even just a football fan that loves to watch him play, like I do personally. Next, let's look at the finally, let's look at the upcoming DraftKings slate and FanDuel slate. Uh, the showdown, which is on DraftKings $10 entry fee for a chance to win $250,000 for first place, and Draft, FanDuel it's the same thing, theirs is a $9 entry fee, chance for is the same amount of money, top prize of $250,000, that's a lot of money to win off of $10 or $9, sure it's a lottery ticket, sure you have to beat out 145,000 plus people, but Last night we saw one solo person win the DraftKings one. He took home $200,000 with a unique lineup. So maybe we can try to get you that unique lineup and maybe have a shot of winning that top prize of $250,000. And I think the way that I'm going to look at possibly doing that is by doing something that doesn't sound smart, doesn't sound like it's very um, nice. You You might look at it and say, wow, that's a crazy thought but maybe we fade Kamara and Michael Thomas and we go ahead and instead of putting a star player in that captain role, like a Kamara, like a Michael Thomas, like a Drew Brees, like a Jordan Reed, instead of taking one of those players and putting him into the captain spot, we put a player like Traquan Smith in that captain spot. And by doing so allows you to get pretty much any player you want in your lineup, including both quarterbacks. And if we fade both Kamara and Michael Thomas You can get both quarterbacks, which is going to give you most likely anything that uh, Kamara gets, and through the air you're going to get through Drew Brees. And if Drew Brees does spread around like he has been known to do, and you fade Kamara, maybe he doesn't get as much as he has, especially with Ingram coming back from his suspension. Maybe he takes a few plays from both Kamara and Thomas, and we put in Kamara and and we put in um, Ingram into our lineup. We get both quarterbacks. We get Ingram. Maybe we throw in a Jordan Reed. And we get, all of a sudden have a chance at a unique lineup because we have a captain spot that is a player that is um, maybe unknown to the average, average uh, football fan. But with spending that little down on Smith allows you to get anything you want. And if Smith is able to get a bomb... Maybe even get into the end zone. He crushes his value and allows you to get all those stars. And maybe that unique lineup allows you to win first place of $250,000. And let's not forget Ted Ginn is out tonight. Maybe Smith is the go-to guy for the deep threat. Maybe he gets a couple looks, turns one of those into a big bomb, maybe a big bomb touchdown, and all of a sudden you're sitting at, um, after the game's over, $250,000 in your bank account. I think that would be a nice way of looking at the game tonight. It won't be very easy. It won't be a, a, a nice thing to have to sit there and root against Kamara, root against Michael Thomas, but that's the option that way that I'm looking at possibly winning the DraftKings or FanDuel slate tonight in the one-game showdown on both sides. So that'll do it on the podcast. Hopefully you had a nice weekend. Like I said, hopefully you're either winning, have one, or have a shot of winning your NFL fantasy football matchups. If you have someone tonight, good luck tonight. If you don't, good luck fading whoever it is that you are fading. And if you're not following us on Twitter, please give us a follow at Genius. And if you're not following us over on Instagram, it's FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And the website is www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. And as always, we will talk to you later and have a good Monday. Peace.